0: 60 at the bottom of the page Paul, with me it's uh being convinced we were at step three which is that we decided to turn our will and our life over to god as we understood him just what do we mean by that and just what do we do the first requirement is that we be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success On that basis, we are almost always in collision with something or somebody, even though our motives are good. Most people try to live by self-propulsion. Each person is like an actor who wants to run the whole show, is forever trying to arrange the lights, the ballet, the scenery, and the rest of the players in his own way. If his arrangements would only stay put, if only people would do as he wished, the show would be great. Everybody, including himself, himself would be pleased. Life would be wonderful. In trying to make these arrangements, our actor may be sometimes quite virtuous. He may be kind, considerate, patient, generous, even modest and self-sacrificing. On the other hand, he may be mean, egotistical, selfish, and dishonest. But as with most humans, he is more likely to have varied traits. What usually happens? The show doesn't come off very well. He begins to think life doesn't treat him right. He decides to exert himself more. He becomes on the next occasion still more demanding or gracious, as the case may be. Still, the play doesn't suit him, admitting he may be somewhat at fault. He is sure that other people are more to blame. He becomes angry, indignant, self-pitying. What is his basic trouble? Is he not really a self-seeker, even when trying to be kind? Is he not a victim of the delusion that he can wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if he only manages well? Is it not evident to all the rest of the players that these are things which he wants? And do not his actions make each of them wish to retaliate, snatching all they can get out of the show? Is he not, even in his best moments, a producer of confusion? Rather than harmony that's the reading
1: uh,
2: <clears throat> thanks, Kurt.
0: you're welcome
2: Paul, grateful member of recovery. Welcome Tuesday. yeah, this is uh obviously <clears throat> they have two being convinced <clears throat> in the first two paragraphs <clears throat> and then the uh the true state of illusion if only <laughs> talking about self <laughs> everything would be great if only <laughs> yeah <laughs> basically everything isn't great <laughs> but if only yeah so so uh <laughs> the funny thing is <clears throat> when they're describing this as let's say there's 30 people involved in some kind of event and they're describing one person's point of view which is quite similar to the other 29 people's point of view so obviously as it says we're always in collision with something or somebody because we're all being driven in the same way (laughs) so it's sort of like where I live I've been here a long time and there's an exit off the freeway and everyone knows it turns into one lane, it starts out as two lane, turns into one lane. But everyone tries to go on the one lane to get in front on the the inevitable one lane. Every day, it doesn't matter, it's just that's what happens. They know there's two, but basically they think they can get faster in the one if they take the, the second one. And then sometimes you feel like you don't want to let them in, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then they'd have to go. But usually you you give you relent, you know. But uh this is sort of like this. He's describing one person's point of view. You could <laughs> but everyone else's point of view would be in some degree the same point of view. They've got their designs and plans, you've got your designs and plans. They think their designs and plans are big. You think yours are big. There you go, bumper car. (laughs) It's just the way it goes, yeah? So, and we all are under that illusion if we could only manage better. Or if someone or something could leave our lives, then if only they would leave, then we would be great or whatever, yes? And then unfortunately, it always boils down to you leaving your own life, which is impossible. Because sort of like when I was young and I first started drinking, I got arrested so many weird ways. I figured, you know, you know, uh, the last arrest I got arrested for was trying to leave the scene of the crime, which is impossible to do if you're the scene in the crime. So that's basically what happens. You tried to leave the scene of the crime as the scene of the crime. Self can't get out of self because after you blame them and this and that, you realize the reason why the party sucks is you got there. Yeah, that's the dilemma. What are you gonna do with that? (laughs) Perhaps there's a better way, a completely different way than the older way. It's not like we're gonna make the old way a better way. No, it's just basically distinctly different just like where it says a new freedom and a new happiness, a new attitude and a new outlook. This is not rehabbing the old attitude and old outlook. It's like getting, you know, plugging in instead of, you know, plugging into the socket in America, you're plugging into the socket in Europe. You need a different configuration to connect to the electricity. It's all electricity, but you can't access it with this old way. It's not working. Yeah. So we have a new way, which and how does that new way get established through the working steps and the whole process, you know, and through the spirit and through the recognition of hopefully the recognition of that, which is not is playing God is not you, hopefully, because if you keep thinking you're playing God (laughs) and you got to quit it, it's just going to be more playing God. Yeah obviously, because that which is playing God can't quit playing God. That would be playing God. (laughs) You can't tell me when it gets off. It doesn't, it just keeps on re-engaging the same loop. So perhaps there's a better way. Yes. So, uh, this too, I wanted to talk about, I I got, had the privilege of sharing at a meeting. Unfortunately, it was at seven in the morning yesterday, but I I showed up. Uh, And of course, you know, we went into that thing. uh, Our daily reprieve is contingent on the maintenance of our spirit's condition. But really, isn't it contingent on the maintenance of a mental condition, a mental, emotional, physical condition? Because the spirit doesn't need to be maintained. It just is, yeah? but what actually gets maintained is a mental condition based on being brought to sanity concerning the insanity be- before the first drink yeah and so now uh because we're not relying on the mental state to pr- to produce its own states we're relying on a spiritual state to influence the mental state yeah that's my feeling yeah So the spiritual state, always available at all times, wherever or whatever you're doing or where you're doing it or not doing it, that is reliable, yeah? That's going to bring a consistency or or a sobriety to the mental state because the mental state is not reliable, yeah? So really... Our daily reprieve, the daily one, is contingent on the maintenance of a mental condition, which is influenced by the spiritual condition. Instead of forgetting the spirit's condition and emphasize and having the the mental condition completely emphasized, yeah, we've to perhaps there's a better way: is trusting the infinite, which would be the spirit's condition, instead of trusting the finite self, which would be the mental condition. So the mental condition's not going to be based on the mental anymore. It's going to be based on spirit, sound, reliable, yeah? And then you get into the habit of being sober, yeah? So you're the maintenance, you know, that maintenance of the mental condition is living by principles, you know, stuff like that. And therefore, the mental condition st- stays sober, <laughs> basically. A day at a time for 34 years. It doesn't, the mental condition needs maintenance. It does, because it breaks down constantly. It reverts back to the same old, same old way that it could, if only could manage better. But the spiritual condition doesn't. The spiritual condition doesn't break down. It doesn't go through phases. It's not, you know, hating things and then loving things. It's not a dualistic like black and white, you know both side two sides of a coin type of thing like the mental condition is it's not of the mental condition that's why it can have a great influence over the mental condition so i think this is uh we have a way of life to maintain the a sober mental condition yeah relying on spirit I don't feel like I have to maintain the spiritual condition. I don't. Yeah, Most people who call me are not calling about maintaining a spiritual condition. They're calling about how to maintain or deal with a mental, emotional, physical, circumstantial condition, yes, which is all being interpreted by the mental. So I feel really the maintenance is the mental condition. And you better get into the right habits yeah because a habit is an action without thought, you don't want the mental condition to have a lot to say about its mental condition <laughs> it's uh, it's not gonna it's not gonna maintain a good one as the uh as the captain of that ship, so to speak, yeah, so how many times do it does it have to fail? Hopefully, we all've had enough in these squares, yeah that we know any life run on self will which would be stemming from the mental condition is not going to be successful yeah because it's too easily taken over really yes it's open to parasitical movements it's open to anger it's open to this the take and one one spurt of anger could you know tattoo you for the rest of your life a lot of people in san quentin the prison around here their rest of their life on an external level is based on an action that happened while they were taken over by anger yeah and now they live they're suffering the consequences of that i much rather be taken over by the spirit's condition which brings about a certain stability to the unstable mental condition And one thing that has been stable in my life is sobriety, 34 years, yeah? It's amazing, really, yeah? The mental state couldn't have done it, no freaking way, but the spiritual state has, and that is our solution, yeah? So, yeah, this is, uh, to me, it's very, very important. I think the quit playing God is really, goes with the statement self is what has defeated us so self defeats us through its manifestations while playing god <laughs> that's you know in that way the self is the god that manifests in our life yeah and by it, by being or by being in the act of identification we take its manifestations ours and there you go that's the bondage of self the bondage of self let's say if i was traveling you know on a train and i had one carry-on and i took the luggage of the person next to me with four fucking heavy bags i would be bound to that luggage because i was identified i owned it I, i took responsibility for it so to speak yes and now i'm bound it's going to affect my traveling the whole day because I got to get take these four freaking things off and hide them or whatever. I remember my girlfriend and I, we'd be traveling. She tried to take so much carry on. She was hiding the shit underneath other people's seats. We'd get on the plane in Asia and then she'd have shit in other people's seats all around the plane because she didn't want to pay for the luggage. So she's taking about 80 pounds putting them in. (laughs) And every flight she'd have to get them. It was just amazing. (laughs) So, yeah. I mean, this is straightforward. It describes us, but us is a collective. Yeah. Everyone in a way is driven on some level like the alcoholic, we're just extreme examples of it, but it's not like we're the only example of it, yeah? So there you go. I hope you're done, really. I hope you realize something doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know how much it will take. <laughs> I hope it's past the point, you know, of critical mass. You just you're not managerial quality. You better be, even if you're directing hundreds of people, it's best that you're directed, <laughs> you know, and it's going to be by something, either the spirit, let's say, or the mental. It's, you know, you're you going to be used. There's no time you're not going to be employed, as they say. Something is using us. Is it the old employer or the new employer? Hmm? Yeah. If you can start recognizing the old employer, uh, then you'll see the distinction between it and the new employer.
1: And yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. uh,
2: Yep, that's it for me today. We can go on and on. The Quit Playing God is the most important statement for me Mm -hmm. because it's rooted in the, where the problem resides, yeah, the elbow isn't playing God, obviously, your bowel movement isn't playing God, your intestinal tract isn't playing God. there's something in in that defines the subjective experience here, this sense of uniqueness and reacting to the same thing in different ways based on the condition you're in that day. that subjectiveness is where the playing God arises, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you keep thinking it's you and try to stop, that's just playing God. You have to hopefully see it as something other. And then you quit playing God, it continues to play God, but you quit it. And because you're the God juice, you start seeing through it's playing God because it's not disguised by your light anymore. Yeah, your light is discerning information about it now, not fueling its little activity. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully what you see, you bring the step six and seven, ask that shit to be removed or reconfigured or put to different use by the new employer or whatever. Yeah. And I found in that attitude, everything has value, every freaking thing. Yeah. That's a, that's an incredible quality in your subjective experience is to see that everything has value. You may not be able to get it, but it does. And you will sooner or later. Yeah. There's a statement out of The Course in Miracles. <clears throat> uh, interesting book you know, your greatest successes are your failures and your greatest failures are your successes. It can go this, you know, it can go that in a subjective dreaming, it can go that way. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks. Happy everyone's here. And... uh,
1: Thanks, Paul.
3: Yeah.
0: Anybody got any hands? Want to share, ask Paul a question? Riff on what we just... uh,
3: Yeah.
1: Just riff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, I thought about that. There's that part in the book that says when we straighten out spiritually, uh, then the mental and physical come, like, it was like what you were saying about all of a sudden you see, you're seeing from the right place.
3: Yeah.
0: I I remember, I remember thinking I identified with people at the, in the meetings. And one day I realized I don't identify with people in the meetings. identify with the condition that's driving people in the meetings.
2: Yeah. 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 Yes. Well, yeah, that's our camaraderie is we've been taken over by the same tyrannical movement. So we know what it's like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's why, you know, one alcoholic uh, can reach another because we've lived under the same tyranny. Mm -hmm. It says very clearly, self, not selves, has defeated us. A singularity has defeated us. A singularity that does not have an infinite set of traits. It has very recognizable traits if you do an inventory on it. You'll start seeing what it takes to be important in what you call your life. Its manifestations will be around that. Resentments, anxiety, willing to do something, that's wrong to get what you think is right. You'll see it, yeah? So you'll recognize the patterns and you'll recognize what it deems to be uh, important and then hopefully take that topic or category of your life and turn it over to the higher power, yeah? That's the beauty of the inventory. You can see that thing that's invisible. You can see its footprints in your life and its footprints are recognized in patterns, yeah? And so you see the pattern of how self defeats you, because some of us, even though we were down and out, we had huge pride. So we were trying to save our face instead of our ass, yeah? So you saw that when you did the inventory, a lot of your resentments was concerning self-esteem, pride, relationship to others, yes? Paranoia about other what other people were thinking, which is only what you were thinking. Other people are thinking about yes, and so you start recognizing uh, the value system of the parasite. Yeah, what it think, what it deems important while you're walking around with the story. What is important to you? There's something that really is delivering its importance into your life. Yeah, without us knowing it most of the time. So, but then when you do the inventory and you have some guidance, you'll be able to recognize it. And when you recognize those patterns, which keep coming up, you can bring on the six and seven. We have a perfect uh, like conveyor belt, no ownership, put it on there, ask that other power or the power to uh, reconfigure it, yeah? It's sort of like, yeah, I'm entirely ready to you for you to melt all the gold jewelry and, you know, make it something else, basically. Yeah, all the value, good or bad, they're both values. In my life, I turn over to you and to make it with what you want, you know? It's basically the spirit of the whole six and seven, yeah? yeah. So what's, what, what's gonna happen? While you're living in life, you're gonna see the patterns of self and how it defeated you. In the past, hopefully, and by recognizing it now, the defeat will be won't occur. <laughs> yes, and uh, the self will definitely weaken when it can't produce the defeats it used to defeat. Yes, yes, it does. It weakens. So that's when you, there's still a lot of loss of interest in it, which is really its death knell, so to speak is loss of interest because it doesn't have any life of its own it's us yes we breathe life into it all day our breath is used to give it life so to speak now we can give that breath over to something else and have it used for something else yes yeah i think it's really really beautiful uh and you know It's weird how most people look at life as a light and dark thing, you know, all the movies, it's a very dualistic thing so we're using dualism to pronounce one aspect at the expense of the other. yeah so now there's a losing interest in self and obviously there'll be a gaining interest in. find out you know let's say spirit. And then your life changes obviously yeah yeah all under the principle that something is doing for you what you couldn't do for yourself. So you don't have to take responsibility for all the grace, you can just receive it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Much cooler. Yeah, very much cooler. Yeah. There's no weight. When you're bound to spirit, There's, there's not much weight involved, I don't feel. Yeah, it's just always there gateless gate, it's open, if you just, you know, if you give up the ghost, there it is, completely, no time at all, yeah, so your saving grace is always available at all times, just take a breath, you know, ask that person to help you, or what, and the whole thing gets triggered, yeah. Yeah. And you know what happens with a lot of us, we become masters of asking, but we don't receive the help, yes people can really have a great story and then they don't they don't hang around the meeting they receive anything they just go ahead and tell the story over and over and over again and it's, there's a huge identity in it yeah and something doesn't really want to change it just wants to talk about it all the time yeah so some of us are masters at, uh, at asking for help but we don't receive it so this is uh I think this is an important part of recovery is to, yeah, is to receive the information and let it do its thing. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I totally missed that the first 20 years. I mean, it just, uh, it was more about the menu than the meal, you know,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I at that even though the the menu helped in a way yeah, yeah? until yeah. you can until you could actually turn to the meal so yeah
1: yeah
2: yeah
0: chris has got his hand up chris you want to come in
4: hi hi paul hey how you doing good good that's the interesting thing came up this morning at work i is not really recovery related but it touches on the idea of service from another side so we've talked about someone i work with a lot of the people i work with actually are in ukraine some of them are you know close to the trouble some of them are further away that they, they always look stressed and uh you know one one guy was having a video call with this morning he said he woke up to the sound of you know bombs exploding and he started to kind of almost break down a little bit, and I said, it must be really hard to, to function to work through that. And he said, "Well, you know last week I volunteered to go into this neighborhood where everything had been destroyed and I just helped, just helped pick up rubble. And I'm, so I'm with a bunch of people who never met them before. We're just, we're just cleaning up and he said it, it, he couldn't believe how much that just helped him. Just a lot of his like, anxieties just went away. I just thought that was interesting
2: yeah that's proven over and over and over again yeah Yeah, because we don't realize we're seemingly in something until we get out of it so the service gets us out of it and then uh, yeah but while you're in it pontificating it doesn't work but when you just do something or whatever then you get a a free sample of the out and then, then hopefully uh an understanding settles in, and you can start recognizing stuff.
4: It's a really good self-sustaining failed system that just convinces you you can't.
3: Yeah,
2: really,
4: really amazing.
2: Well, that's the thing to know is that it's not going to. It does not see self. Can't get out of self. There's no fucking yeah. way. It's, it's no. you have to see that from somewhere else <laughs> because it refuses to. It's just not in its program. I don't think You would think, you know. uh, Yeah, but it just grabs a couple more breaths from us and then goes, tries it again somehow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great. I mean, it runs out of vehicles sooner or later. I mean, shit. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I've met people, they've been trying to get out of self their whole life. Tons of, tons of, I was like a one-trick pony. It was mostly drugs until other things. But these people, yeah, they're, you know. And yet there's that, uh, there's that anxiety of, yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. It can be enjoyed.
2: Yeah, service service is you know
4: part of the triangle it's it's, it's, a it, it's like a yeah it's a strange i don't want to call it a, a denial of this the non-existence of it. somehow you, it's a an active ignoring of it
2: yeah you get out of, you get out of that orbit that yeah. orbit you know. it's just uh yeah you get pulled out and then you realize. By being out, you realize what it is like to seemingly be in. You can't know what it's like to be in until you get an opposite, in a sense, a a sample to realize, wait a minute. Yeah, because my experience with service over time was I saw a pattern of the relief. And the pattern was I felt bigger than I usually feel. Yeah. Yeah. I felt, and when I felt bigger, I felt available to what was happening right then, not so available to the head's interpretation or everything. And that feeling of being available and big and present uh, would keep being produced. And then one day I saw it, not from the self, but I saw it from the present. So, if I'm present and available, I'm of service. And that was a big shift, yeah? Because before, for me to be of service, I had to be doing service. And then something switched where I didn't see service from the one that needed to get out of itself, but from the presence that I am, that becomes available and obvious through the service. So. It switched. I stopped looking at it from me, and I looked at the me from the presence, and I realized, hey, I'm always present. I'm always available. That's being of service. <laughs> I mean, you're on. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, yeah, it it's was a switch. But because I got the, I saw the pattern of the relief over the years of doing service, I saw yeah. something that was the underlying uh, principle of it.
4: Yeah, Yeah, because it's counterintuitive in some ways. But once it's... Well, in the head it
2: is. Yeah. When you're looking at it from the head's point of view, most shit that works is counterintuitive. Because it's not all about you. (laughs) And the head is all about you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it covers its inability to see shit by saying, that's paradoxical or oh, that's very, no, it works. That's why it's paradoxical for something that doesn't work. It, when it sees something that works, it can't get it. <laughs> uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think it would work that way. Yes, and you will not think it will work that way. So get off that fucking horse. It's not going to come around. <laughs> the program isn't like it's not like AI. It's not growing. It's mechanical yeah, it's learning. It's, me- it's mechanical. It doesn't learn. Yeah, learns begrudgingly, but certain things are beyond its scope, which is, you know, it can't imagine everything without it. It's it's always being included. And, uh, and, you know, it's sort of like <laughs> eventually your vision falls upon it because you've stopped, you realize blaming others doesn't work, the if-onlys don't work, none of this. So finally you realize, hey, maybe you are the problem. <laughs> and then it's yeah. great because you're not the problem. Yeah, yeah but not really. There's yeah. A, you don't get to you're not the problem, I don't believe, until there's an owning of you are the problem. yeah yeah so yeah so i don't think you as the problem you can leap over everything and be not the problem i believe you go through without knowing it you're the problem then you know you're the problem and then there's a realization you're not the problem
1: hallelujah yeah thank you yeah yeah thanks paul uh al b
0: jump in here al b
1: uh, anonymous Meshugana at a not at an AA meeting. Um, convinced is my issue, convinced. My convincer refuses to be convinced. I actually looked up the entomology today. I never did that before. I mean, it, it parallels self doesn't reveal self to self, or I'm so lost in self that I can't see how lost I am. Uh, that my convincer is convinced that you're all convinced and I have uh, a mustard seed of doubt, I'll flip it, you know, and I'm not here to debate or argue, quite the contrary. I'm here to uh, become convinced. And uh, you, uh, you, Mr. P., uh, brought my attention to that convinced word, and especially in the second, well actually the third appearance there on 64, being convinced itself. So there's a triple appearance that I really gotta get convinced here. This is the point, a turning point, a, a fulcrum, if you will, for me. Uh, and like I say, I'm not here to stir the pot. I'm here to become more convinced or remain convinced. I, 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 I don't have words for this. I don't have words. So uh, yesterday, one of my other mentors, because two of them are in this room. One of my other mentors in his little uh, workshop said, take away my difficulties. And I thought you were my difficulties. I'm my difficulty, my mind, my convincer is my difficulty. You know, so I'm coming out of that. I'm coming back here to, to hear you and your take on the steps like the format says. So I think I'll shut up at this point and let you riff away, Senor P. um, If you have something to share with me on this convincing. uh, I'll I'll say one more thing, being convinced. I thought it was a verb. Maybe I'm the being, the spiritual being that you started with this. Maybe my being needs to be convinced. Here's your title, Michael. Being convinced, (laughs) you know. This being, whether it's spiritual or what is it? I'm a human being of a spiritual experience. This being needs to be convinced. Yeah, I'm pointing at myself. And now I will cease verbalizing.
2: All right. So what about the possibility that you already are convinced? That there's a knowing something that your head doesn't want to know. So it plays the role of doubting and this and that but that's the faith in the finite self so you're believing that it says you have a doubt when you lose interest in it's believing (laughs) you'll realize this the spirit is being is completely always being convinced yeah not about what we're in but about what it is yeah therefore it has the eyes to see what you're not yes because it's completely convinced of what it is, and it ain't a thing, it's not a mental activity,
3: yeah, yeah, so uh, I don't know i it
2: surprised me when I realized I had the ability to be convinced because something put an end to something, and th- it never really regenerated with the force and vigor it used to have. And it's been sort of subdued or dormant for 34 years, which is pretty damn good because it was a lively fucking influencer.
1: And uh, in a way it rests in
2: peace, yeah? It's dead to me now, in a lot of ways. Yes, and it yeah, rests rest in peace. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Recovery in in a person. R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how uh, something can come about, but I did know when it did come about when I had heard enough like at joe and charlie's and other and at meetings i just had heard enough and i con- was convinced of most of the things that we share in the big out of the big book you know i was convinced any life run on myself's will was not going to be successful i was convinced of it i was convinced that <clears throat> i wasn't managerial quality i was convinced of a lot of things yeah and uh and some of them i've stayed convinced most of them really yeah and uh the if only's didn't come back or the but or or what if or all that it was just laid to rest thank god in a lot of ways yeah and i'm i'm a believer of surrendered, which is a state that's maybe, uh, it almost becomes a past tense that's a present foundation. So you're surrendered to some principles, yeah? That's it, yeah? You're not taking information from 30 different sources. You're following, let's say, one source, yes? the North Star or something, and the faith in it has been binding because it works, yeah? So you've come to an incredible cohesion with it because it's worked, yeah? No advertising, no rationalizing, excusing, pointing the finger at, it's worked, yeah? And so <clears throat> over the years, <clears throat> it's become pretty sound, yeah? and uh so i don't have to go through surrendering i'm surrendered something you know convinced that you know and it for me it took a whack you know like getting struck sober in a sense it wasn't one of those educational varieties which is fine they work both yeah because the end result uh When it occurs, it didn't matter how long it took or whatnot. It was, now it's a new day, yeah, boom. And so, yeah, and I used to recommend people who were early, I'll recommend to you, Al, right now, please, uh, you know, give me the ability to be convinced, yeah, because it's all there. It's just how something's reading it and is denying a lot, if you really, If you read the print, you'll you'll come to the conclusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like a lot of stuff because uh, a lot of interest and attention goes down uh, tributaries. They don't go anywhere. It just dries up, yes? And I like this is like a living spring. It's very, it's like a rivering, it's got oomph, and, and it goes to this, the source and stuff, yeah, and instead of having 30 what ifs and 50 ideas, it's all moving in one force, pretty much, like a river, yeah, yeah, and all the old, the mental tributaries, a lot of them have dried up, and that water has returned to that source and has momentum, yeah, And you can travel on that water. It's not a little tributary that's only an inch deep. It's pretty sound. And it has momentum in one's life. It can demonstrate stuff and express. Yeah, And I feel that's what abstinence and being convinced does. It dries up a lot of if-onlys or I-should-haves or this-could-have-been or whatever. All these little mental activities that I feel just almost waste you know like a, a wasting of interest and attention yeah so i wouldn't say it's wasting as that brings a bad but it's sort of like uh it's sort of like when you entertain the idea i would have been a pro surfer when your leg has been twisted to a point where you can't stand up long you know what i mean you don't get on that boat and go down that tributary because it always has to run into the dried upness because you got run over by a car. <laughs> yeah, so, you know what I mean? It puts an end to the whole little what if or but, <laughs> yeah, because you're uh, you're facing life with a facts. Yeah, yeah. I feel the whole point was I was powerless and unmanageable but I wasn't in agreement with that. When I got into agreement with that, it opened a lot of power up, but I was mostly in a denial of that fact. It was still a fact, no matter how much I was denying it, that I was not managerial quality and I, I had been taken over by something that no human power was going to a change, yeah? When I became aligned with that fact, those facts by going to meetings and shit, life started to work a lot better. Yeah?
1: I feel I'm still manufacturing misery. I'm looking at Tom's earnest eyes and I'm still going to... I'm still manufacturing misery and what is it, uh, the architect of adversity because I love the fuckness. I love the adrenaline. I love the... I love the angst, man. I love that. Well, the, then just uh, be
2: accountable and then don't... Don't yap as if you want it to change when you don't. Just fucking be accountable now. When this shit hits the fan or it doesn't work or you're not at peace, well, there there you go. It's just like uh, Kurt just said, you, you've read the menu and you ordered the meal. Now fucking pay the bill. <laughs> and don't keep calling me that you'd like it to be different when you don't, yeah? I like accountability. It keeps my phone bills down unbelievably, you know? Just like, hey, you want to be fucked? Go ahead. Far out. Just don't call me. I don't want to hear about it unless there's interest in having a change. Yeah. (laughs) So tell the truth. And it's not you, Al, either. It's the head that says that. The head says it loves the adrenaline. Just see what you're not. Yeah, and then you won't be beholden to its fucking, uh, you won't be betrothed to it, yeah? Yeah, you'll be able to go a different direction other than the one it likes to set, yeah. you. It's a recognition of that which is talking as you, to you, isn't you. Yeah, that's how you lose interest in it. It's not ow, yeah. Yeah, so, but hey, when people say they really want to get fucked up, go, go, great, go ahead. You know what I mean? So, If you're really keen on it, you might as well. That's going to convince you for sure. If you want to get to the state of being convinced, yeah. Go back out and use, you'll be convinced. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: It'll let all the air out of the balloon, won't it?
2: (laughs) You'll like the adrenaline when you're sitting in the cell after being up ten straight days on Coke. You'll love it. Yeah. You'll just and no one's listening to you. They're not getting you any water. You can't see the nurse. Yeah, yeah, you'll be digging it, bro. Yeah. I love this. I love the adrenaline. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> sitting in the back seat with the little fucking uh, <laughs> fucking bars and and the <laughs> cops talking to you like you're a fish he caught in a in a fucking bucket <laughs> you're like thinking you're so special yeah you're going to jail <laughs> no one's going to listen to you at all <laughs> no one gives a shit <laughs> how how much adrenaline's pumping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Life we- usually weans you off of those things. <laughs> Life usually weans you off of that shit because <laughs> it doesn't work. Yeah, I was up for many days at times, and it would be fucking interrupted by a police, and I would be just fucking. The come down was so extreme. I just, it just, I was just broken over and over again. I just couldn't take it, and yet I do the same thing when I got out again. Yeah, so. You know where they like adrenaline? Soup kitchens. They'd love your adrenaline there. (laughs) Yeah. You'll be pouring out the soup, making it, cleaning the dishes. Yeah. That would be great. (laughs) Yeah. I love, I really like you, Al. It's nice to hear from you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Tom, we got Tom's hand up. You want to jump in here, Tom?
5: Hi, Paul. Tom, alcoholic. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I asked a friend of mine to take me through the steps, and uh, yes. he suggested that I look at page 52, on what they call bewilderments, and suggested that I start writing down maybe a paragraph or two on each one of them. There's about eight or nine of them. You know, we were full of fear. We were unhappy. We couldn't make a living, um, having trouble with personal relationships. And I knew I was a little rough around the edges, you know. <laughs> but when I started doing this, I mean, all I got to do is walk out here 50 feet to the guy building my shed backwards and, and boom, and then uh, run into his wife and boom. And then I went to a gathering over on Lopez. And these are my old friends from some of them followers and stuff like that. And boom, boom, boom. And I wrote about every single transaction. And I mean, I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, nothing's satisfying. Nothing is satisfying. I'm in conflict, but in collision with just
2: about everything and everyone. And, and you're not, which is the good news. And you're not. See, let it reveal itself as you and then pull out the rug from underneath it. And it's not. Yeah. Yeah. That's the beauty of it, man. How are you going to see it? sitting so
5: right here talking to you, I see it. Um, I see that I'm not it.
2: Yes, yes. You wrote about is not you? Hallelujah. Right.
5: But it did convince me that self will doesn't work. Great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's yeah. my point, I think, is that and then he asked me to do something else, which no one's ever asked me to do. He said, Well, well, what would sanity look like? And I just started that exercise this morning. And it kind of bothered me because I don't want to go into another dream projection of what sanity will look like, but it has yeah. a lot to do with neutrality. You know.
1: Yeah. So.
2: There you go. Or well, you can look at what it's like now instead of what it's what you think it's gonna look. What does it look like now to be sane? Yeah.
5: Looks like yeah. freedom.
2: There you go. So. Yeah, it's always good to keep it in that idea of now, in a sense. Mm. Yeah, because the freedom is available now. If the freedom isn't available after you do all the shit, even though it may be seemingly necessary. The freedom, you're placed in that freedom. You don't arrive there. So the freedom is, is somewhere where you thought you've left being so relevant that you could fuck things up and do this and do that to leave it. And what the spirit constantly convinces you of is no, in one sense, nothing ever happened. Forgiveness is readily available. It's you that's withholding it from you. Yeah. This is the gateless gate, the open secret. So you realize that, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, but the work, if it starts becoming an obstacle to the possibility of being free now, the head is using its little fucking machinations that gets you on another treadmill. All right, I'm going to be at peace when I do this and do that. Mm. No. Yes? No. Right. You're, the availability, you may have to do it that way, but that's not the way. The way is always available at all times right where you are with no requirement necessary to be there. Mm. You are there. So, yes. So, yes, you do what you need to do to really realize you didn't need to do it, basically.
3: <laughs> really, right. That's usually what happens. Yeah. You needed to it. do
2: it and you really didn't need to do mm. it. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hopefully that speeds it up and so you start out you start from i don't need to do it but <laughs> you don't have to arrive there by doing a lot <laughs> sooner or later you get it you just don't yeah, yeah. You just you just do, don't do anything and uh, <laughs> all is revealed <laughs> yeah. so. yeah bro i'm happy to see you
5: thank you thank you
2: yeah it doesn't matter how you get there you are there (laughs) so if there's a thing in the course again that one way uh, it presents itself in this dreaming in this experience is you and i are going to dream ourselves out of the dreaming so obviously to dream yourself out of the dreaming you would be using dreamlike things to dream oneself out of the dreaming so meetings or practices or writing and shit like that so yeah so you and i are dreaming ourselves out of the dreaming and as we do the dream will get happier yeah it doesn't say it's an eternal dreaming it isn't the dream ends also but right now the dream will get happier and part of the happiness of the dream is When all the shit you felt you needed to do, you don't need to do anymore. That's fucking really nice. It is. I mean, you're not maintaining a spiritual condition, you're in the state of a maintained mental condition, relying on spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So now some of us are in the habit of being sober. Yeah. Which is a game changer because the whole field is different. There's no game today, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. The field can be used for anything, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah. But whatever we need to do, do it, yeah? If someone says you need to do this and it hits somewhere and it feels sincere, then do it. But everything that you do leads to the point possibility there's nothing to do, <laughs> usually, <laughs> yeah. so the doing itself will negate its value eventually right? yeah that's what happens we don't rely on shit, in a sense yeah because we're being that which is rely upon relied upon yeah so there's yeah. yes there's no i'm not identified with spirit like the head is identified as a self uh, i don't Break the identification of self and now identify with something else. No, there's no more identification. The mental identification keeps appearing and I'm not of that. And then you're just fucking free range alcoholic, whatever. Life will tell you what's going on. (laughs) Yeah. I wake up, I'm really tired. I don't have much to do. I try not to do much. If I feel like I'm hungry, I eat. If I... like hey these bodies getting older i gotta stretch out hopefully i can stretch out Mm -hmm. yeah yeah someone calls me up hey can you talk about this thing for with me today yeah sure yeah yeah so
1: thanks bro thanks yeah
0: thanks tom we got one more noah
3: noah Yo, what's up, Paul? I haven't seen you in a while, man. I, um, I, <laughs> I'm i 96 days clean and sober. It's the longest I've ever made it. I just got out of a Zen monastery in upstate New York where I was for two months, which was pretty fun. Um, Yeah, I mean, uh, right. you know, I, I'm in the reprieve zone where like it's it feels pretty, I, I don't know, I'm not, I mean, the thoughts are there. We've talked about this kind of thing before, but it seems like the phone ringing in somebody else's house. Right. And I got a really intimate sense of that like non-identified space sitting on my ass for two months in a Zen monastery. Right. Cause at a certain point with all the thoughts, you're like, you got babies, you got bath water, babies, chuck them over the shoulder, bath water, chuck them like everything out, you know, fuck them, <laughs> you know, so everything sort of gets treated uh, after a while uh, in with the same gravity, which is none. <laughs> um you know, now I'm back in the world and I'm like, I'm, I'm really happy, man. I'm, I really feel good. And I really don't want to use, but I'm, there's all these things now coming up that I'm not used to questioning. Like it's not, it's not that hard for me to now see the patterns that seek uh, substances as the source of relief as not me, but goddamn, like, you know, you talk about desire for um, a woman for her attention or, or, or touch or you talk or just, or anything like feeling based, you know, it's like, God, I, I'm so quickly caught in those things. And it's beautiful. Cause now I, I can see that shit, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, I, <laughs> I have, I'm afraid that it'll try and come up in, in new and my, and myriad ways, you know, <laughs> but, um, whatever, I don't know. I just wanted to get my hand up and, and say something. I'm so good to listen to you and, and hear everybody. Well, Noah, you gotta get some phone numbers
2: and just just touch base with other people, yeah? Because again, there's a lot of oomph through you and that oomph needs to be directed other than by your head, yeah? And so you've got this big uh, momentum push, the zen and everything. Let that thing just build up more momentum. Just a day at a time and and when things come up, you can give it over to the whatever that power is for you, and when the old behavior t- patterns show up, just bring it to six and seven, get into the habit of using that prayer yeah. really it works it really does uh, just get into the habit of that, so you're you get into the habit of recognizing the patterns of self that appear on the screen as not yours and you bring Mm -hmm. it to six and seven. And so it can't give birth because you've turned it over already. It can't give birth to some crazy shit. Yeah, And the clear, you know, the closer you can get it out of the oven, the better because it's not formed at all. And you can just ask that, hey, uh, take these feelings and take this energy and put it to your use yeah yeah and then uh and then report back and tell us how it's going because i'm telling you it works <laughs> it does yeah so you got all this juice going you don't want to be the director of it you know what happens that head so you just surrender and even to make it formalized you know hey yeah well i'm making a decision right now to turn this will and life over to the care of a higher power. And if that the response to that is doing an inventory, service, whatever, just get on it, get on the train. Yeah. Certainly. That's great, bro. I'm happy to hear. Thanks, man. Yeah, very happy. Yes. And uh this is a great momentum, ninety six days. You got some like airplane uh propellant in there. So yeah. Yeah. Alright, thanks. Man. Thanks, yep.
0: Noah.
2: All right, is that it, guys? That's
0: it. That's it, Paul. You wanna say your
2: goodbyes? I do. I wanna say my goodbyes. Kurt, as always, thank you for the service and stuff. And uh Tom, it's a pleasure to meet you, Tom. And uh yeah. Mickey, as always, yes. We got Walter, Walter Walter, Walter, Walter. What can I say about Walter? So we got Alan Vegas. Alan Vegas, another character I like. Yes, all of us I do. Stefan on Having Never Left, you see? Yeah. There's a lot of, yeah. On Having Never Left is very cool, really. It's got a good, uh. yeah. Roman. My main man in Germany, John S in Florida. Yes, we got Maria. She graced us with our lovely presence. We got Gail, the pink cloud. She's getting her hair ready for. Uh, gonna be looking cool. Yeah.
4: Plugged in. <laughs> You're
2: plugged in. Yes, that's right. It can. Those coils can hold a lot of electricity. Yeah, it's pretty good. We got Noah, there he goes. We got Michael S, Michael Stacy, Jack G. Oh, Jack G, very nice, Jack. Whenever you resurface, we'll be here, bro.
4: Can I give you a quick call after the meeting?
2: Uh, yeah, you, can, you have my number. Right. Yeah, Let make sure I put the phone on. Yeah, give me a call. <laughs> I got to see, well, whatever. Nina, nice to see you, honey. You feeling good, everything? Oh great, yes. Annette, there she is. I had the pleasure of meeting Annette down in Doylestown. We got gill very beautiful lighthouse. Lucas, Bruce, uh Canal McCarthy, wow. That was my mother's name. Mary Margaret McCarthy. <laughs> We got Oliver from Berlin. We got sena Cena, Dave B, Jesse. Hey, I have a an announcement for today too. We have a talk at four thirty Pacific time. It's gonna be under our Zoom now. Send bitch slap Zoom. We uh, we're not awakening together with Awakening Together anymore. So it's on Zoom. So. I'm going to get up there f- for a few minutes early so and then someone I'm going to hope will co-host it for us so I can uh yeah so t- this is today at 4:30 and it will continue I think it's on the website just hit the Zoom link you'll come in All right great back to saying goodbye we got Jess from Ireland Jess what a lasting impression she's made on us yes very nice in italy i got tattooed by everybody i've got a tattoo of everybody that was there i do it's a trip i can feel it so dave b and mandy i think she may not be there today uh let's see if we got anyone else i think that's it so listen thanks everyone we'll see you later hopefully or to whenever in the next few days